When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Welcome to a new episode of Mobility and Inclusion. I am your host, Harut Markarian, and I am joined today with Brandon T. Adams, an author, a speaker, and an all-around entrepreneur who I have the pleasure to call my brother. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey, I am happy to be here, brother, from another mother. Excited to share some value and have some great conversation today. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I can't get you really looking forward to this one, man. And I know I didn't do enough justice to what you do. So please like give us a quick rundown of what is it that you do and how should people know you? What do I do? It depends on the day, but I'll, I'll give a quick background so you guys can like have this mental thing in your brain. I used to sell ice for a living. So the next time you go and see Cube Dice, you're going to think of Brantsky Adams. <laughs> so that, that was my background, selling ice. I was in the ice business for years. I eventually, I invented a product called Arctic Stick, the cool and flavor drink. So that was a product I wanted to make more money in the ice business. I got a patent, trademark, never really made any money from that, but it led me to marketing, crowdfunding, raising money. And I understood how to pitch. And I, I really understood this thing of like, growing a business specifically through marketing. So I got into crowdfunding back in 2014. And so I helped people raise money. So Kickstarter, Indiegogo, I was helping them raise money for their endeavors or inventions. And what I found out is the thing that helped raise the money had a compelling offer, but also told a powerful story, but it was through the videos that we created. So it got the people's attention. It told the story, showed the offer and it got the call to action, which resulted in the money. And so we started creating videos for these projects, but then I eventually got into doing more video production and then going on and creating my own TV series. I went from a show called Ambitious Adventures to a show called Live to Grind, and I'm doing the movie Thinking Rich Legacy with some other people, and then doing the show Success in Your City, which went on to win Emmy Awards. So from ice business, inventor, fundraising to video production, and now what I do is I consult, advise, and invest in companies and help them grow specifically through video. 
How's that for a nutshell? That is that is amazing, man. You mentioned a lot of, a lot of stuff that I kind of want, wanted to touch on, but that's that's good. So you talked about uh, video marketing, right? And you talked about uh, the power of your story. So uh, you know when you were first selling ice, uh, did that came from a need you saw that there was you know that you saw that there was a need. Or that, you know, you were already, someone in your family was already in the business and you tried to grow that business. How, what was that dynamic? Like? So I was, I had no choice. As soon as I got in my mother's womb, my dad gave me a bag of ice and said, get to work, son. <laughs> no, I mean, it was a little beyond that. But I, my dad in 1986, he, he got into the ice business and then I was born in 89. And then I was like, when I was a kid, literally like three, four, maybe like five years old. I was dragging bags of ice down to the front of the truck. So my dad would put in the coolers, but I, I was delivering ice. And then I got to see the business side of it from working with customers, the relationships, the hard work the, with your back. And so that's why I just, I grew up in the business, yeah. bought the business for my father, worked with them and eventually it sold the business. But again, while I was pursuing that, the Arctic stick came for me with a desire to grow. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to grow what my dad had created. And then eventually I realized that I wanted to get outside of that business because what I really found out is I, for the amount of money I wanted to make, but also the impact I wanted to make on earth, I, I needed to get out of the ice business. I need to find, and it wasn't like 25 years of doing it, 30. I mean, I was, I was ready to be out of the ice business. And so that's where I transitioned. So it was a decade ago where I started getting into the online world and then I became the guy in front of the camera and then doing these shows. And it's funny because I don't think there's anybody out there that's ever went from ice delivery guy to TV show and being in front of the camera. It's like yeah, the that's most actually, random projection, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, but there's the two things that is very critical here. Like your, first of all, your willingness to do more and be more, right? So first yeah. you did more with your existing business, like the ice business. Now you invented another product within that product, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, you had a different vision, right? Different vision into going into doing this um, uh, movie, uh, right? So you yeah. produced the movie. So talk to me about yeah. how did you decide to switch the script now, you know, to go from the business, the ice business that you were you know, potentially yep. doing very good at, but, you know, at the same time, not meeting your expectations in terms of like what you want yep. for yourself and then transitioning to the new vision of yours. So it it's a very good question. So I, I saw the trend of where things were going. And my dad always said like, son, you don't want to be in the ice business for the rest of your life. And I saw on the internet, I saw online, like I saw where crowdfunding was going, raising money from an audience. I was ahead of my time. But I also going again, doing the endeavor with Arctic Stick, as I was pursuing to make more money in the ice business, I saw the opportunity with crowdfunding because I needed to raise more money for my invention. And I went and raised more money. And I realized, wow, a lot of people need access to capital and they know how to communicate their message and story. And so that's where I saw an opportunity in the market while still doing the ice business. I started pursuing this. And then this business started making more than the ice business. And then eventually I made that transition. And the biggest thing for me, Farouk, was when I had to make the commitment to leave the ice business, because think about something that was a part of your life for your whole life. It was a part of my identity. It was so hard for me to let go of something good, to go after something great, but I knew I had to do it. 
And as soon as I sold and got completely out of the ice business, it completely changed. I looked at everything. I was all in on my other stuff. And then I, I grew. It, it took a little bit, but then I, I really kind of, uh, what's the word, accelerated my growth. And so uh, I, I guess it really comes down to going out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So many people stay comfortable. And even people, let's say, if you grew up in a family business and you want to just kind of be in that business. For me, I wanted to do my own thing and grow, even though I was a big part of that. I wanted to create my own endeavors. And I did. I failed a lot. But eventually I found my group and I got to say the ice business gave me that real life experience because think about how many influencers are online who they've never actually had a real tangible business. They're just selling advice and, and all that. They haven't experienced what a real tangible brick and mortar business is. And it, it's, it's not easy, um, so, but it gave me a perspective of how to help other companies that I, I scale now. That's that's wonderful. And you touched on uh, now you're trying to get uh, take me out of my train of thought that I had prepared for this one. But that's good. That's good. You know, the more the more <laughs> the, uh, the more uh, intuitive and and, uh, you know, uh, genuine the conversation, the better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, it. Uh, yeah. You touched on uh, the, um, the 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 comfort zone. Right. Now I come from, you know, you came from your dad's business. You know, have you ever had a job in a corporate setting? Did I have a job in what? And in a corporate setting. I did once and it was in the ice business oh. <laughs> corporate. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the reason I asked that is because I've been groomed and kind of raised in the corporate world, right? I, my background is 15 years of, in the aerospace and defense industry, and now I'm transitioning out from it. So, you know, my, my comfort zone is all way back there, right? And that, you know, having, having a steady job, getting a steady paycheck. Now that I'm transitioning into my company, my robotics company and the entrepreneurial journey, it's a bit scary, right? And I'm sure it was for you when you left that ice business to go into pursue, pursue your dreams, right? So yeah. what's the value or, or the importance, I should say, in you know, uh, capturing that moment uh, and not not being fearful of it? The problem for most people, let's say corporate specifically, because you get this uh, comfort and it, as you, let's say, go about your career, maybe you have a mortgage, you have kids, it's a little harder to leave because you have obligations, right? Guilty. Um, I, guilty. Like, <laughs> I, I personally have no kids. Uh, my wife today, like we did have to go through the, the sacrifices together. I'm glad I went through it because now I'm on the other side. Um, don't get me wrong. I still have my obstacles. Just the bigger, the, the goal, the bigger, the, the obstacles along the way. But I will say that it is so freeing to like, just say, fuck it and go all in. And so I had to do that. And I actually, I remember when I left corporate because I was still an entrepreneur. The only reason I went to corporate is because I wanted to see how to do things at the highest level in the ice business. Uh-huh. Um, and so anyways, did that. And then I, I actually saw one of the highest levels as I was managing eight facilities. I was 22. I was managing 50 employees, eight centers. And I saw what it was like to be kind of at the top in that space. And I'm like, no, like this isn't what I want. Life can be easier. And so I left, I quit and eventually left the ice business. And when I went all in on my own endeavors and outside of that, Man, it felt so good. Yes, it was difficult at first, and I had to go through some things. But once I really got my group and where I'm at today, and 
and it's it's growing in my own way it's like it's so freeing you have to go through hell sometimes to get the great things on the other side and if you're listening right now and you're like you're questioning you're wondering i'm here to tell you to just do it because if it doesn't kill you it'll make you stronger and i'm telling you you will thank yourself it might take 12 or 18 months you will thank yourself on the other side once you get through that um and it, it really is like the, the thing that most people need to do. And sadly, they never do because once they get beyond a certain age or a certain point, they're too deep and they just say, ah, I'm going to give up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very true. I mean, I uh, I can relate a lot to a lot of what you said because, you know, I'm married with kids, right? And, uh, and I'm the only uh, income earner in the house. So it's very scary for me to... Uh, transition to let all that go and go after my uh, my purpose, which is my robotics company. So I completely yeah. agree with everything that you're saying. It's it's a scary, but at the same time, it's good kind of scary, right? I know that once I go through these few hurdles that are in front of me right now, the the future is much brighter. Um, and it you know, is. I have, yeah. And I was gonna say, like you are also in video marketing. We also didn't talk about your Emmy award. Right. So yeah. before the video marketing, let's touch. Uh, let's touch on. I have, I have a lot of friends with disabilities who are actors and actresses. Right. And um, you know, some are very accomplished. Others are just in the beginning of their journey. And you know, I kind of want to hear your experience with 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 the entertainment industry. Yeah. So you have to be a hundred percent like emerged. And so anybody that's ever achieved anything great in life, they have an obsession, a commitment, and they gave their whole life to that endeavor. And so to answer your question, whether Emmy or whatever it is, I made the commitment to myself and it wasn't at the beginning to win Emmys. I gave the commitment back in 2014, 15, that I wanted to completely emerge myself in creating video content. Because I saw what it could do with fundraising, building a brand, and being in front of the camera. I really enjoyed being in front of the camera. When I started, I was doing like some little bit of acting, modeling, commercials. And you, by the way, starting out, you don't make shit. Like you don't, like you honestly, you're going to pay more on gas and travel to go get the gig than you're going to make. But that wasn't, for me, it was getting my reps in. It was getting in front of the camera. It was learning, learning from other people. It was practice. And so I was practicing and then I started filming my own content. I bought a uh, camera. I started my wife and I girlfriend at the time was filming me. And then I started hiring videographers and then all the money that I made, I was pumping it back in to mastering my craft. So I started creating more video content, creating my own videos. And then I got into doing TV and then I spent a lot more money and I was literally grinding to fund my own investment into my brand and video content and so i I kept getting better and better but it was like it was a commitment Mm -hmm. i could take my profits and i could go buy nice things or i could take my profits and invest in this and invest in my brand invest in content and that's what i did and then where i made my biggest investment which almost completely broke me um but it taught me many things is 2017 I I wanted it was, I had just done a couple TV shows. I was a part of the Thinking Rich movie, 
films in three languages, multi-million dollar project. And so I ended up going and creating with my wife a show called Success in Your City. And it was a docu-series around the question, what is success? And so we traveled the country. And so we had, by the way, like typical TV, people go pitch a pilot. They go get funding. Most people don't even get past that spot. And then they go get distribution and they go create a show. I said, we will build it and it will come. I funded it. And then I recruited sponsors and stuff like that. Never gained, never got investors, um, especially in the film space. So I was funding, throwing my own money in this and creating this show, traveling the country. And I went all in. I sold my house. I sold 99% of my things. I sold two of my businesses. I almost went bankrupt in the process. I lost almost everything, but I was committed. Some people will say, you're fucking stupid. You, why did you do that? You're crazy. I was so committed. And I, this is one thing I want to say to people. Sometimes you will get to the point where you ask yourself, is it worth paying the price that you have to pay to achieve this thing? And I came to that, like, is it worth paying the price to get this thing? And I almost gave up, but I didn't. We created a show, won some Emmys. We, we got distribution. We got the show out there. We, we had all these successes. And now I have this story. We have a book on the story, <laughs> the whole journey. Like, it gave me a platform. But I did what most people probably will never do because any normal person would not do it. And going back to your question, if you're an actor or you're anybody that wants to achieve something great, you are going to have to give it everything you got plus some, and you're going to be challenged in so many ways. And you really got to ask yourself, do I want it? Either you'll figure a way or you'll figure an excuse. And so I just didn't have excuses. I figured it out. It was very strenuous, but I went all in. That's awesome, man. That's very an inspiring story, really. Um, so, you know, as you created success in your city and the road to the, and the book, the road to uh, the road to success, um, why don't you give some uh, insight into what success is like, what, what, what yeah. kind of success you talk about in the, in the book and in the movie? It's, it's very simple. So this is a question. And if, if anybody can take anything away from this is success to me is most likely different than success to you or anybody else. Success to you is different. What is your version of success? Not what other people want for you, not your mm -hmm. parents, not your, what is success to you? And really be honest with yourself. What do I want? What is success to me in my business, in my relationships, my personal life, all areas of my life? And then once you know that, then you figure out, okay, how can I achieve this success? And so, that's something I learned. And by the way, it'll change. I'm 32 years old. Success was different when I was 25. When I was 16, it was getting the girl and taking them on a date. <laughs> now, as I get to 35 and 40, it will change. So I'm always asking myself, what does success mean to me right now? And how am I living that? And if anybody can understand that and figure it out, because most people don't even know what that means. Like, That's what funny. is success to that person? So I figured that out and, and then I just went in on that and I didn't care what others thought because you look at social media, you look at all their things and A lot they of tell mistake. you, this is what it means to be successful. Success is what you make it. Yeah. Get the other bullshit. Yeah. There's people that can give you guidance, insight, and help you.
But just because they're telling you that's what success is, it doesn't necessarily mean that is it for you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's Absolutely. different for everybody. No, that's that's a great, great way to put it. Now, uh, since we talked about success, uh, as you were talking, I, I, I thought about mentors. So talk to us about how important is it for someone to get mentorship and mentoring and who your mentor should be. That's how do you pick your mentor? Let's start with that. Yeah. So it's so powerful. You first, you always see like, who do you want to become? I I look at who do I want to become and who's already achieved that in their, in whatever way. So like we both have a common mentor and friend, Jeff Hoffman, Mm -hmm. part of Priceline.com is part of your company. Yeah. Jeff was somebody I wanted to be like in my own way. So what I do, I found ways to help him and be a value. And we started working together. I have other mentors that they achieved what I want to achieve. They were years ahead of me. And I realized if I could get them as a mentor, I had to hire them. I had to find ways to help them, add value to them. They can help me get to where I wanted to go much quicker. And the problem is most people try to do it themselves and they, it takes them way longer. Yeah. So yeah. I would much rather invest time, money, and energy in the right people who could get me there quicker, which allows me to become more successful in a shorter period of time. And the old saying, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, it is 100% true because the people I'm surrounding myself with, just by being in their presence, I'm making more money, I'm learning, I'm thinking differently. Yeah. And so be very cautious of who you spend your time with. I am so particular and who I'm spending my time with because the wrong people can put you in the wrong direction, but also make you not feel on top of your game because of how they communicate, how they act around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very, very true. Uh, you know, association is, is, is powerful. So who you associate with can either make you or break you uh, to in, in the sense It's hundred percent. Right, man. Uh, it's hundred percent. Absolutely. And uh, you know, as uh, you know, how important nowadays, you know, you, you know, you know, the industry right now, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing, you're, you're meeting a lot of people, you're doing business with a lot of people. How important would you say video marketing is? And uh, how do you, that's one question. And then afterwards, once you answer that, now tell us why you should step, you should try your best to establish your brand. Yeah, so the reason why video is so powerful because it's the best way to tell a powerful story. It's the best way to build like and trust with somebody. Why do I say that? As we do this video interview here, it's proven that if somebody can see your face, if you're smiling, you're more you're perceived as a nicer person. If they can see your eyes, you're more likely to be seen as a trustworthy person. Yeah. There's a lot of communication that happens in facial expressions, hand gestures, and so that's knowing that if you're on camera, you can build more like and trust, but also with the, with everything, with uh, editing, everything, you can create emotion behind something mm-hmm. through music, through um, the, the content called B-roll, the, the emotional <laughs> things you put uh, on you it. There's a story it. behind that. <laughs> B-roll. <laughs> but when you create this emotion in a powerful film, video, show, movie, like you can get somebody to really buying to you and your story, which means they're more likely to work with you. They're more likely to join your community, your cause. And so that's why I believe video is so powerful and the why building a personal brand video is the quickest way to do that. Like podcasting, a book, all these ways are a great way to build a personal brand. But with the video, I feel like it goes so much deeper. 
so much deeper. And also on social media, it spreads the quickest. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that, you're building a brand, you're building more like and trust. That means more people know you, they're more likely to buy from you. And the best example I could give, there's a, a film out there, Operation OUR, and it's great film. It, it's really, it's spreading awareness around a very sad thing, sex trafficking that's happening uh, around the world. And yep. the film was shot in such a powerful way, emotional. And at the end of the film, what it did is uh, they actually created a whole landing page for this. They said, hey, if you want to get a part of this and help end sex trafficking, you can donate towards a cause. They showed that premiere of that film at Tony Robbins' like event or ClickFunnels event. They raised millions of dollars at that event. Wow. And as a, at his birthday, I think they raised over $10 million for a cause. But that's a true potential. You could see what a video or film can do to raise awareness and get people to give money towards a cause. And again, that's why I love the power of video. You can tell stories. You can build communities. You can raise money. You can make money. It's, uh, as you can tell, I'm passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's wonderful, man. And, you know, uh, being a video marketing expert, I, I you know, I wanted to, uh, you know, touch on that because it's, it's very critical nowadays, you know, and you were the one who kind of, uh, pushed me to do video marketing more and more, even though I don't do it enough yet, just because my focus are other places. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super busy, but I realize how important video marketing really is, you know, especially if you own a business, right? Especially if you're trying to sell, sell something. Uh, and there's a saying, I don't, I don't know, I'm not sure, really sure who said it, but every one of us is actually an offering to someone else, right? So we offer our yeah. services, our products, our whatever. So uh, you have something to 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 sell a service, a product, whatever it may be. You need to have video marketing, right? You need you need to do video marketing. You you do. I mean, anything. You raise the money for a company, you need video marketing. You're raising money for a charity, you need video marketing. You're trying to sell a product or service, you need video marketing. Whatever it is, I can give you an example of why you can use video marketing. Yeah. There is no business I know of that doesn't involve video marketing. It's really, again, just a medium to build like and trust and communicate a message on a higher level. You can go to a million in-person meetings and you're communicating and you're building trust with the person, mm -hmm. you'll close deals. I can create a video, I can upload it to the web and I can build like and trust with a lot of people yeah. and I can exponentially grow my like and trust, which exponentially grows the amount of money that I make. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Where can people find you? You can find me anywhere on social media at Brandon C. Adams. You can find me hanging out with Root sometime in LA <laughs> or at Rise and Record this fall at my event in October. Um, but uh, thank you. By the way, if you're listening to this show, Root is a man. He is, dude, I, I just, I, we met a year ago. Yeah. We, we got to hang out, go through the mastermind together with Jeff Hoffman and so much like bond, relationship. It's like, I love you, man. I love what you're doing. Thank you, man. And I Likewise. love what the future is going to do. We are just getting started, just so you yeah, know. Absolutely, um, absolutely. There's a bright future ahead, and we're going to smoke some cigars soon. <laughs> hey, that is for sure, man. That is for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, man. I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you giving us some of your time. Um, well, this was it, folks. Brandon T. Adams, hit him up. He can truly help you. He, is, he has the Rise and Record uh a three-day event, right? It's a three-day event. Three-day three event, riseandrecord.com, all around using video to share your story and grow your business.
There you have it. This is Mobility and Inclusion. I am Harut Markarian. I'll see you next time with a different guest. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.